UX Thailand is a big group of the UX practitioners. I have lots of friends there. Their supervisors don't invest in UX. They mm. just want them to build up the fancier UI. They think, okay, we solve all the UX problem. But that's totally wrong. So mm. now the community is booming, is growing so fast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, outside of the UX community, we still need to educate the corporates mm. to understand the value of the UX. Texas Global, sparking innovative thoughts. Sadika, hello, and welcome to another episode of Texas Global Podcast with me, Chawarat Yong Jiranan, or Pubei, Global Content Editor of Texas Media. Today, we're going to talk about something technical, but something that's very vital to innovation. As we know it here, and that is uh, what the development has been in terms of UX. So, to talk with me about this is Aldrich Huang, the CEO and co-founder of UXTesting.io and organizer of the Savvy UX Summit. Sadika, hello, Aldrich. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so happy to talk to you because um, you know it's very hard sometimes to get. Uh, a holder or some time with people who like you who are very talented to give your insight on what's been going on. And thank you so much, first of all, for for joining us all the way from Taiwan. Uh, we yeah. really appreciate it. Uh, my, my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So let's start. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Audrish, uh, CEO and co-founder of the UX Testing Dial, which based in Silicon Valley. But we have business in Taiwan and also Europe and also Singapore. And recently, we helped more than 100 big enterprise to help them to optimize their user experience of their product and services around the world. Yeah. So, and and also, I'm the main organizer of the Savvy UX Summit, which is recognized by uh, the famous uh, organization, which is the top 10 uh, UX summit in the world. Wow. So definitely we're excited to see, uh, you know, more details about that as well as, as other things that you're working on. I hear that you're you're moving to Paris, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a very important move. Um, but let's take a look at um, how it's been for UX development in the past couple of years, because we've seen a lot of things change. Definitely COVID-19, the acceleration of the digital transformation that's taken place across the board. Um, how has progress been? Yeah. So basically in the past few years, uh, I mean, uh, from the industry, uh, for example, like the headcounts, we can see like so uh, more and more corporate, uh, they open more headcounts for UX practitioners, uh, including UX researchers and UX designer. But the, the big problem is more and, uh, most of the company, they always hire UX UI designers. And I dig into the job description and also what they actually uh, did is about the UI design. So that is that is the gap that the corporate, they think the better UX means better UI or good mm. looking UI. So, uh, I mean, uh, definitely in the, in the next few years, I do believe UX will become another big popular topic for every industry. But uh, I think the, the corporate side uh, and also the someone who want to be UX practitioner in the future, you need to fully understand the UX and the UI are totally different. 
Well, then let's let's talk about that then before we go on. Just to clarify to those who are listening, what is the difference? Yeah, so uh, very simply to say, uh, UI is what you look. For example, like the shape of the bottle or the, the website, or we look is very colorful and we feel it's fancy. That's a UI, user interface. But the UX, the most element of the user experience is how we use it how we interact with that website and how we feel. So that's why user experience, we focus on user emotions and how they are they feel happy with your product on your website. So UI is only what you see, what do you look, mm. but a user experience is, are you happy and how you feel? Mm. So that would probably be the most common mistake that companies make. Yes, yes. So then would you say then that we're still in the learning stages or are, are we progressing towards more development? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because now, I mean, most of the decision maker or I mean, the, the high level, high level people, they think like, okay, we want to improve up UX. But usually they hire the UX, UI people. They try mm-hmm. to solve the experience problem. But uh, what they look for is the fancier design. They really don't know how users interact with your product and how they feel. So mm-hmm. fancier UI doesn't mean you can provide a better experience for our users and customers. Mm, so, so what trends do you think will we be seeing in, in 2022? Yeah, I think that uh, there are some key points from my research and also from my personal point of view. I think the first one is password-less logging. Yeah, because, you know, uh, according to the survey, uh, 57% of the people forget their passwords. Oh, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Yeah. It's yeah, so it's horrible, horrible, especially as yeah. you get older. True, true. Yeah, same <laughs> as me. And also uh, 65% of the people feel the needs of write their passwords something so that they don't forget it the next time. Mm-hmm. So. So how we design the user flow or like we can provide a, a password smarter login for the user. I mean, you can improve the conversion rate of your visitor to the user or user to the customers. Yeah, so that is the first one. Uh, I think the, the corporate should focus in, in this year. And also according to the GDPR, Definitely, you have to uh, share with uh, the user which data, what data we collect and where mm-hmm. the data is for. But depends on different country. We have different personal data protection law and regulation. But uh, I mean, if you have any customers from Europe, definitely you need to follow the GDPR. But, uh, mm-hmm. but from my observation, still lots of corporate, they don't really follow, uh, abide by GDPR. Yeah, even mm. you are high corporate, but uh, if you have any clients or users from Europe, you should follow by GDPR. Yeah, so if anyone tell the Europe committee that, oh, this company uh, don't abide by GDPR, you will get the huge fine. Yeah, so mm-hmm. how we f- abide by, uh, follow the GDPR, but also we provide the fluent uh, a logging or sign up process. That's very important. So that is a big big uh, focus from my personal point of view. And the second one is air gesture because after COVID, we don't want to touch any, any mm, yeah. like, like mm-hmm. physical product and we don't want to touch the button. We don't want to touch the screen. So how we detect the air gesture, for example, like uh, I know one of the famous uh, cell phone company, 
if you want to selfie and you can yeah. use the, the bike and then <laughs> you, you will do that. But yeah. I, I do believe after COVID, more and more services, even website, even the mobile devices or desktop, we will have more uh, interaction with our devices by air gesture. So how accuracy of the air gesture and also how we train our AI model to detect Oh, I want to selfie. I want to close the. I want to switch off my PC. Any gesture, uh, you you make sure that is. I mean, make your machine learning smarter. Yeah. Mm, if mm -hmm. the air gesture cannot detect rights or detect the, I mean, high accuracy, you will provide a bad experience for for your user. Maybe they stop to using that because the the gesture is not easy to detect the, the what they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is the second point I think uh, I think the corporate should uh, focus on. And the next one is inclusive design. Because cur currently, uh, I mean, most of our clients, they also face a problem is they make the hypothesis that their user will use this and how they use it. But mm -hmm. we usually just focus on like a specific group of the user. But mm -hmm. we don't really think about, okay, if our website, we can service everyone, mm. how everyone can use this, this website. For example, like some charity or like a foundation, uh, the uh, foundation, their website, usually mm -hmm. they provide the inclusive design, including that oh, if I cannot see anything, I still can find the, I still can click the button and then to hear what the website, the content. Mm. Yeah. But most oh, of yes, yes. commercial website, you cannot do it. For example, I reviewed the Amazon and another e-commerce website. I don't believe they service the, this kind of the users because they just like a small group of the users. But if we can really think uh, to service all kind of the person to interact with our product, that would be better. So what we can change that? I think the answer is very simple. Just work on us physically, uh, cognitively, and also emotionally, emotionally suitable design for everybody. Yeah, I think I can totally get that. Those are real main pain points, I think, that we're seeing. And, and I think, uh, I don't know, from an outsider, I feel, Aldrich, that if you find that, for example, the right method to go passwordless or rather, or maybe even touchless, uh, adoption will be fast. It's proven in Southeast Asia. It's just doing it right. Uh, but, you know, when you talk about adoption, there is DeFi, uh, you know, which is an example of how uh, there's a lot of focus on crypto nowadays. Uh, many companies and tech startups are focusing on this. Uh, UX is key to driving mass adoption for this case because yeah. people still need to get used to it. What's what's your advice and how to improve UX in this sector? Yeah, so now, you know, uh, the crypto and also NFT, I mean, recently are super, super famous. But I would say there really isn't a lot of thoughts put in crypto product regarding user experience, simply because the focus is mostly on backend and structure engineering. So we can understand that now the, like the uh, crypto company, uh, uh, crypto and also NFT uh, publishing company, uh, most of their founders or that, I mean, uh, the buyer, I would say buyer, mm -hmm. is uh, most of them are investors and also the engineers. So 
I don't think they focus on the user experience. So even including me, uh, definitely I need to understand how it works. So definitely I purchased some uh, cryptocurrency and also yeah. NFT. And uh, I realized that the uh, uh, most of the user of the crypto product, like me, I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not engineer, and so uh, for me it's a very confused and frustrated or sometimes nervous when I using the apps because yeah, yeah, yeah. they have bare understanding of the feature of the application. Mm. I really, I'm I'm worried about that. Oh, whether whether I buy this coin, uh, and after that, um, how I control that, or is the coin is the right or it's just you know it's a just lie i don't know mm-hmm. yeah so so the onboarding process and also the transparency even the flows now you can see most of the crypto company their their website and their flow is really really like engineer version but not the user-friendly version yeah mm-hmm. so i think it's still a big uh, i mean not big but a long road that we mm-hmm. can improve user experience for the currency a basis. So how, what do you think is the first step that, I mean, perhaps maybe there needs to be more collaboration? I think the first one is the most of the engineer and also crypto company that need to realize because the, if you want your, your current, uh, your cryptocurrency, I mean, the price is increasing. Definitely you need more demands. You need more people to buy it. So how we make people, how we attract more people is like the, uh, I mean, if we provide a better experience and we work through session, a, a user flow is friendly and easy to buy. And the, all the information is transparency. And uh, for example, like we usually see like the terms of use, privacy policy is very long and like the, <laughs> yeah. the legal article, we don't understand that. But how we shorten it, I can give you some example. For example, like a personal data uh, protection law, mm-hmm. uh, usually like we will say article one, article two, yeah. blah, 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 we should blah, blah, blah. But no more people, we don't understand that. So we can say, we can just tell them that, okay, uh, when you use this service, that means you consent at our article. And the second one is what data we store. We store your name, we store your address, we store your uh, we store your public key and we store your private key, but please make sure you remember your private key. Yeah, so we can just very use very simple uh, language, but uh, it also abide by law. Or, mm. But now definitely cryptocurrency now, there's no and regulation can, can regulate that. But uh, I would say yeah. if you can be more transparent, I do believe you can attract more people, trust your currency and trust your NFT. Oh, for sure. And I totally get that. And I feel that that's a great example of how, you know, in, instead of just saying or giving a list of articles or giving a link to, to where you can read, definitely help the user out and give those highlights or, or the main yeah. points, do the work for them so that they feel at ease and, and they feel more comfortable using it. Um, no, yeah. from, from crypto, we head on to the future of the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's 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 here, it's here, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> I haven't gone in. But how how does metaverse then impact your your average UX designer? Um, what skills do they need to obtain right now for that? Yeah, 
I think that in the metaverse, but because now I will say uh, my personal point of view, I think that mm-hmm. definitely that is a future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So design is not as a concern with how quickly someone accomplish their goal. I think it's more concerned with whether a player is immersed enough to pursue the goal in the first place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And also, and also uh, the uh, designing for the metaverse means designing for an entirely new immersive words. Designer will have to broaden their skill to include a host of new discipline. But now, for example, like you build up the uh, iOS native app or Android app, we mm-hmm. have a guideline from Google and Apple. But now in the metaverse, we still don't have any design guideline for the designer. So now it's a very good timing for the designer. You can discover, even you can build up your design system for a design system and also disciplines from metaverse. But uh, I would say it's not just happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we need to uh, take care of this issue. And if you can involve any metaverse project, that will be better because you will be the pioneer and you will have the experience to build up your own design principle and design system. Do it first. Go head on first, right? Yes, true. It, it, because first come, first serve in anything new, right? It, you always have that advantage, even though some people might be scared, but yeah. you know that's for survival. Now let's take a look at you know what's really been going on the on the ground. Uh, you yeah. know we, we've talked about big concepts about cryptocurrency, the metaverse. Let's take a look at you know our region, you know Asia, Southeast Asia. How, how do you think the UX development has been amongst the talent here? Yeah, I think the, uh, the Southeast Asia, because I have lots of the clients in Southeast Asia, I think currently, I mean, now, there's still the big problem is the decision maker or high level people, they don't really understand the value of UX. So mm. uh, as I mentioned uh, for the first question, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. The big corporate, they still they still don't invest in UX a lot. Even they, they misunderstand the UX and UI. So we can see UX community is booming in Southeast Asia, including Thailand. I, I would say UX Thailand is a big group of the UX practitioners. But the, uh, I have lots of friends there, but I still got many feedback that, okay, their supervisor don't invest in UX. They just want them to build up the fancier UI. They think, okay, we solve all the UX problem. But that's totally wrong. So mm-hmm. now the community is booming, is growing so fast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, outside of the UX community, we still need to educate the corporates mm-hmm. to understand the value of the UX. It's a common story, isn't it? It's a common story. There's always that um, the, the pushback. You know, again, something that corporates or, or the traditional uh, organization doesn't understand. And um, it's always, you know, it's it's kind of human nature, I think, because, you know, when you get find something new, you try to find something, a reference in the back of your head yeah. or, or what you've done that is similar. You try to compare it. But of yeah. course, you can't compare something that is new, that's never been done before. So with that pushback, what is your key advice for new graduates or, or those who want to be UX designers right now? Yeah, so basically, I think the uh, the first one definitely is a seek a mentor. Yeah, because, you know, uh, in the world, not many schools really provide the, I mean, the UX 
diploma. Mm-hmm. So uh, most of the people, I mean, uh, they switch their career from designer or even I, I met one researcher, uh, research uh, switched their career from lawyer. Yeah, so everybody are qualified to be the UX uh, practitioners. But, uh, but before that, I recommend uh, the new graduates to seek a mentor who work in the industry. Yeah, to really understand the industry, what they need and what the read uh, what the actual skills we need and the second one is definitely to build up your uh, portfolio and but the problem is now uh because i review lots of resume every year mm-hmm. uh lots of the students uh they they also confuse how they prepare for their portfolio so they usually send me a lot of their ui uh portfolio and the prototype like oh this this product is designed by me but i didn't know the story behind why mm. you have this app? What mm-hmm. problem you try to solve? The, the UX issue by your redesign, by your design. Design is just a one way to solve the UX problem. But I didn't see any story behind and even you didn't show on your portfolio. So I cannot verify that. Are you qualified for the UX designer or not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see a candidate that tell me, okay, what is our business goal? And what is the current problem we have now? And also, what is my design? And what is the insight I get from stakeholder, internal and external? External, that means our users. And the last one is, okay, this is a new wireframe or new prototype or new design because I want to try to solve the problem I figure out. Wow. I think that's that's really good advice. Seek a mentor, and as you, you said, you know, focus more on on what's really needed to be done. Um, for those people who who want to know more about you, who want to follow you, who want to you know seek advice from you, um, how how can they contact you, or or how can they follow you right now? Yeah, so basically, uh, I'm pretty open from uh, linking, so you can just search for my name. And uh, also, uh, I'm currently the mentors at uh, at the UXPA, uh, User Experience Practitioners, uh, no, Professionals Association, and also the mentor at uh, another uh, UX UI uh, platform called ADP List. So if you want to book the time with me, uh, just go for these two organizations. Thank you so much, Alrich, for giving your time to us. Before we go, we have our fun, I say it's fun, I don't know, is it maybe corny, <laughs> Rapid Texas Global Podcast questions. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Rice or noodles? Rice and noodles? I like noodles. Okay. Flip flops or shoes? Shoes. Uh, oh, okay. Cats or dogs? Cats. Mountains or the sea? Mountain. Ah, okay. Logical. You're you're from Taiwan, right? Yeah, <laughs> you have a yeah. lot of mountains. Uh, Marvel or DC? Marvel. Okay. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Okay. Disney Plus or Netflix? Netflix. Netflix. iOS or Android? iOS. And this is specifically from Texas. We're very saucy. Sweet or sour? Sour. Oh, okay, okay, sour. Thank you, Aldridge. I hope to talk to you again in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. And this has been yet another episode of Texas Global Podcast. We hope you had fun and gained some insight. And if you want to listen more about other technology uh, and also innovative uh, things that are going on here in Thailand and the rest of the world, you can uh, tune in 
for more on Texas Global Podcasts from the platform that you're listening at. And for a summary of this talk with Aldrich, check out our website, texas.co. Until next time, sadika. Texas, sparking innovative thoughts.